Hello everybody and welcome back to Chapter Tactics. I am your host, Magikarp Use Fly, and with me today we have our regular co-host with Dameki. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? You sound so sad. Every single time I introduce you, you sound sadder and sadder. It's 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 what I do before I get here. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me sadder and sadder. We also got a John P. Hey, what's up everybody? That's it. Man, okay, Adam, give me something. Uh, what? That wasn't be... sad, was it? I didn't sound sad. <laughs> you sounded happier. You sounded happier. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have special guests, Adam Camillari. Hey, guys. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. feel very welcome to be here, rather. Boom. See, Sorry, now, I... that's an intro. Look at that. I recorded one of my shows today, and so I almost welcomed you onto your own show. That's professionalism. Oh. <laughs> <Welcome. Ooh. laughs> and then we also have the one, the only... Scary. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched a Tantalus die this week, and I was very sad. <laughs> uh, you yeah. talking about mine? <laughs> yep. Dude, that was a crazy game. That was a good game. Yeah. That was good. Uh, so for today, uh, we are talking about 40k in review. Just all the stuff that's happened in 40k over this past year. Um, all the codexes that were released and all that good stuff. Uh, before we go on any further, I just want to apologize for the last episode. There was like no structure in that one. Um, we we totally phoned that episode in, so apologies on that one. Um, it, it's actually really hard to find units that are really bad because I don't know, like the way that I look at 40k, I feel like that every unit can be good um, as long as like you know what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. art, you know. Man, I could give you ten from the Imperial Guard book by itself. Okay, name hey, name I three mean, right now. I mean, I said Pack Marines, and I still <laughs> name I still three right, right now. Yeah, name three okay. right now. They they have the to be non, the absolute worst. Absolute the worst. The two, all right, all right, all right. The Devil Dog and the Bane Wolf, yep. which yeah, yep. uh huh, yep. Mm -hmm. The Hydra, Flak Tank, any Sentinel Terrible. variant, any Sentinel yeah, variant. Yeah. There's two <laughs> variants. That's <laughs> five <laughs> boys. Those are amazing. That's, that's five already, straight off the top. <laughs> okay, all right, Scar, Scar, you got any? Uh, in terms of like for Astro Militarum or just, just any in general, anyone in general, in general? Um, units that you never see. Uh, no, just terrible got, units. Beast pack this, units, like for like out of all the Drukari stuff, you ne you like beast packs. They're terrible. I've got two more. All right, all right go, ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Lehman Rush vanquishes. Lehman Rush eradicators. <laughs> uh, Lehman Lush eliminate. Well, what's the what's the auto cannon one? Anything? Wait, is it a demolisher? Is it a demolisher? No, 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 then, no, then, no, it's, no, no then it's no. not good. Then it's not good, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think, I'm, up to, I'm up to eight, boys. I, I, think, I think that the problem here is that neither one of us three play Astro Militarum, and that's, that's like, true. That's true. That's like it's a so, really... it's got, well, it's got so many options in it, and you yeah, see, like, four of them. Yeah, you, like, yeah. you look at the Space Marines uh, um, units that they have, and there's, like, an entire, like, library of units, and I'm just like, I can't look at all of these there's so much information yeah. yeah 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 i feel like with in terms of like bad units though there's always gonna be like that one person is like oh you know i used that unit i had some success with it yeah and that's yeah. just true yeah that's true yeah. It's, it's, it's always it's gonna be the case objective. no matter what no, yeah it's definitely objective and objective 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, for today's episode, we are talking about uh, the year of 40K in review. Uh, but before we move on over to that, uh, this show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40K games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40K events in the industry. They also have the largest 40K podcasting network in the business with shows like Signals from the Frontline. Chapter Tactics, which you're listening to right now, Grim After Dark, and so much more. That's FrontlineGaming.org, or you can click on the link in the description of this podcast on all the social media goodies out there. And if you listen to the FLG podcast, you'll also uh, recognize Adam here on the Thursday show. Nice. You got it in there. Yes, I am on the Thursday show. You can catch us on Thursdays. We talk stats and we hype up your weekend's worth of 40K goodness. Are you sure it's on Thursdays? Even even though I, it's on it's on Thursdays, are you sure it's on Thursdays? It's not on Saturdays or Sundays. <laughs> no, well, it was really weird because I used to record it on Fridays when I was in Australia. Yeah. So I tell people I gotta go do my Thursday show thing at lunchtime because it, <laughs> oh, it yeah, was because like, y'all are a day ahead, right? And you're trying yeah, to yeah. release for for us or exactly well, right. not just us, but the UK and Europe and shit too. So yeah, I'd record it at midday on my Friday, and it would be really hard to explain sometimes. I can yeah. feel that. I can feel that. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's talk about uh, 40K over the course of a year. It's We're in December now. Um, last year, you guys want to give a roundabout of uh, what happened last year? Scary, you want to take that away of uh, what happened last year? This last 40K. year or last last year? Last, 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 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2020, not 2021. Well, other than a couple of releases here and there. Didn't feel like much. Um, you know, we had a couple of events. It was like supply chain stuff and things closing and whatnot um, in terms of like units and things that got released or codecs that got released. It wasn't really that many, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. it was more around, you know, 2021 when stuff really started getting going. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, 20, well, 2020 was a, what's it called? Uh, ninth edition launched, right? In 2020? Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong? Yeah. It's, it's a new, the, it, was in 19 yeah 2019 it was like lvo 2019 and then and then it kind of turned into restrictions and stuff and then yeah then there was the release of ninth and it was it was like it was, yeah it was like a limbo place i remember going to play at dustin's house uh and like practicing ninth edition when it just released and it was literally like like it was like your bubble was like really small whatever uh, but yeah, I remember that, and then then all the and then Space Marines came out, I believe, in that yeah. time, yeah, as yeah. well, yeah, which was that, which was weird because it was like they got released late 2018, you know, so it was like almost it was so soon they got released so quickly, mm. um, and 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 it was totally different. Iron Hands were no longer a thing. Yeah, I, and I think I I think that a lot of people appreciated that one. Um, you know, coming from Eighth Edition with uh, what is it, the Brohammer list of like Leviathan Dreadnoughts just yep. causing so much mayhem. Um, and then they released Indominus, and we had that great Necron box with the Space Marines. So that was really cool. Uh, going into this year, though, we got our first book, the first Codex that came out, and we're talking about the Dark, or not the Dark Angels, the Death Guard. Uh, I feel like that, Demeki, you can talk about this one a little bit on uh, oh, what happened yeah. after that came out. I was super excited for it, but everybody was thrown a fit because we lost uh, Disgustingly Resilient. Well, we didn't lose it. It changed. It was no longer a 5-up feel-no-pain. It went to minus one damage, 
And then uh, our Plague Marines got an additional wound, so they went to two wounds, and our Terminators went to three wounds. Um, Mortarian got a huge buff. He got a huge glow up. Uh, Plague Burst Crawlers uh, no longer had a minimum range and a maximum range. It was just one range. And, uh, yeah, like the whole army got a glow up. All the demonic engines hit on threes. Um, it was just such a great, great codex. And I, I feel like it still is a good codex, even with everything new that's coming out or it has come out. Uh, Death Guard can really hold their own still. It's just like they're they're missing like one little thing to like put them over, it feels like right now. Mm-hmm. Well, in yeah. terms of the gameplay and whatnot, and to just going quickly Death Guard, for anybody out there who's wondering, I think the new missions are really going to help Death Guard. And I cannot yeah. wait to break this down in future episodes when we oh, like yeah, yeah. dissect the, the episodes and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Adam, do you have anything that you want to add on to uh, Death Guard releasing? Yeah, I was I was a really big fan of the Death Guard book, and I still am a really big fan of the Death Guard book. To be honest, this is going to be a weird take, but the, I think it is the quintessential Ninth Edition Codex. It yeah. is what I wish they were all at the level of. Yeah, it's got I agree with that. relatively good internal balance. It's got jank and depth in the stratagems, the wall of traits, and the relics, and yeah. nothing's over the top. It's just like yeah. a good even spread across. I wish Plague Marines were a little bit better. Like I wish they didn't have their their stupid data sheet that makes them take like one of everything. Like you could yeah, make them homogenous. So ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I wish you could build them for a purpose. Like here's my heavy support ones. Here's my ones that are going to go up with all the axes and the flails and and whatnot. But instead you got this weird hodgepodge unit. Um, but apart from them, like the books are pretty much a home run for me, and it's still pretty saucy. Like it's still one of the most taken factions of any in the game because it is. Yeah a bit of a dream for a general because it gets it gets better the deeper you go into it yep. so i'm a big fan it has it has depth and i love the fact that all of the fluff nuts out there like it plays very much like how yeah, you would dude. expect a death yeah. guard army to play like it's slow it's lumbering it's tough and it has the ability to do damage in weird places and it feels it feels very death guardy yeah, yeah. Yep. i think one one thing that was super big when Death Guard came out. It was like, um, obviously, the glow up of Morty. And after that, everyone was like, all right, how do I kill Morty? How do we kill Morty? Yeah. How do you deal with Morty? <laughs> like, everyone and their moms were making videos about what they can do to deal with Morty. And that was the Just hot topic. AP minus one, dude. Just put him on that invul save. AP minus one. Yeah. I, I remember when, uh, when Morty came out, that was like the biggest boogeyman that uh everyone was scared about <clears throat> because like before that you had blood angels you had space wolves you had necrons you had space marines there was not there, yeah. there was like no arguments about codex creep during that time and then no. death guard came out and it was just like wow how do well, we deal with morty well, well there was a lot of math hammer articles about morty oh yeah i'll tell you that yeah. much um and something was really cool was well space marines came out and then everything got core and i'm pretty sure necrons came out very soon after right mm-hmm. like they were they same were time. almost it was the yeah, same, same time. time yeah it was dual and release. nothing got core and there was this whole big thing about core <laughs> being like a keyword and so everybody was i remember death guard being like okay so the things that we expected to get core got core and then i feel like they changed the role of like cultists for example where they were like cultists aren't upsec and so and instead of just taking cultists as like your basic troop they were like pushing the use of poxwalkers for death guard as like the mainstay troop choice where you know uh, and and i like that dynamic it was a cool dynamic to see at the time mm. even though it took a while for people to kind of adjust their i just want to take a 
min cultist units for my troops and then as many terminators as I can, which is what used to be the Death Guard way. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that it was also very interesting because with the release of Death Guard, it really changed how people played the game at that point. Um, yeah. Because, you know, everybody was trying to figure out how to kill Morty. How, to, how do I deal with Plague Burst Crawlers? How yeah. do I deal with DSTs? Stuff like that. The I funniest think. bit was when we figured out that the way to kill Morty, uh, also the way to beat Morty, was to ignore Morty. It's yeah. like, <laughs> ah, it's fine. He's just going to kill. Maybe he'll kill one thing a turn. Maybe. Mm. But those PBCs will kill two, maybe three things. <laughs> yep. And so they were actually way more of the problem than what Mortarian ended up being. Because trying to solve the problem didn't end up being worth it. He was like, he was just, you had, to, you had to tilt your list so hard to like kill him quickly and efficiently that you're just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll just, yeah. I'll just and, go about my business. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like that when that happened, you know, um, eradicators were still pretty big at that time, right? It's true. Um, yeah. yeah. They just became more big, uh, plasma stuff like that became more relevant um, during that time period, just because they were trying. People were just trying to figure out how to deal with that minus one damage, how to deal with all those. Uh, what uh, what what else does Death Guard have? Stench vats, things like that. Yeah, just like so much crazy vats. stuff. Yeah, uh, Jumpy, you have anything that you want to add on to uh, Death Guard? Uh, I mean, stench vats, most OP last fight in the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, what about protected by bodyguards? <laughs> what about um, yeah, the top force that we have? Do you want to go over that? Yeah, so uh, I gathered some numbers from 40kstats.com, and this is up to date as of October, so we might be missing a few. But since the Death Guard Codex release, they have done 29, they have placed top four 29 times uh, in any like majors or GTs, uh, according to 40kstats.com. Ooh, that's, pretty, that's, that's, that's actually pretty yeah. good. That's about like yeah. three or four a month. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty balanced. Yeah. That's yeah. coming from well, an army where, like, when it first released, people were just going crazy about it. Uh, Twenty nine top four finishes. That's a uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I can tell you, as doing the stats for the Thursday show every week, Death Guard are pretty much always on the podium uh, for the faction representation. So they're always they always seem to be one of the most taken factions at any given event. And this is almost worldwide. In the UK, it seems to be a little bit more, um, and it, they're just they're just everywhere. They're just really prevalent. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I think it goes with what you were saying where the book is just like probably one of is probably the most balanced mm. book of ninth edition, or at least yeah. like the most um so well what you wish out. your ninth yeah. edition book was. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the middle it's the like the middle of the road. Like this is what things should aspire to yeah. be like, right? Um yeah. going after Death Guard, we've got Dark Angels, uh, another book that Demeki, yeah. uh, another army that Demeki owns. Uh, Demeki, you want to talk about Dark Angels real quick? Yeah, I'm just going to say, all my armies, I just went with, with the rule of cool, so that's how I ended up with all these codexes. <laughs> so I just got super lucky. Uh, so Dark Angels, when they came out, uh, the first thing that I noticed was the the Terminators. Uh, they had uh, basically a built-in transhuman physiology, uh, so it made them disgusting. Uh, then they also got one of the probably the best secondary in the game. Uh, I pick an objective. I sit here and I collect 15 points. Good luck trying to get me off of it. Um, they, they got like they the death guard or not death guard. Uh, the uh, I'm having a brain fart. The death wing uh, got a huge glow up. Raven wing. Uh, I felt like they got okay. 
But, uh, I mean, like right now, De- Deathwing is where it's at when it comes to Dark Angels in, in this new book. Um, they got some of uh, some fluffy stratagems, uh, especially when it comes to plasma. But uh, other than that, I don't. I felt like I felt like it was like a missed opportunity, especially for Dark Angels, when, especially when it comes to Ravenwing. I just yeah. feel like Ravenwing didn't get much out of that book, but it, but Deathwing got a lot. I, I certainly uh, agree and disagree. Well, so I certainly think the Deathwing have st- got the relevant stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like th- they got the same amount of stuff, but the stuff that Deathwing got was so much more relevant to like winning and playing a game of Ninth Edition. Right, than the yeah. the I've I've really come around to the Ravenwing stuff recently, just being like, oh well, I I just got to go fast because Drakari go fast, so I have to go fast. Um, and if they're going to put force a speed game, I have to go where the speed is. Um, and I've found some found some decent builds there, like some good stuff. I mean, Telemasters, you can't really go wrong. But um, the what 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 really came out of those two codexes was the concept of the bus stop list of the standing still, not interacting with your opponent, not participating yeah. in the game, and getting a huge score somehow. <laughs> yeah. And that was really personified by the Deathwing build, by that stubborn defiance, oath of moment combination, or the stubborn defiance while we stand, we fight, or to the last combination. And we got this thing where the game just got. It got a little bit boring for a bit. Yeah, yeah no, I agree I, with that. I, I agree with that too. Um, I think that another big thing that these codexes uh, really showed was just how powerful secondaries can be, right? Like uh, before this, we had Space Wolf secondaries that were kind of okay. Uh, yeah. Or, or mostly garbage, but you know, they're, they're, uh, they're okay-ish. Uh, Blood Angels, okay. Necrons, you have Reverse Heard the Prey, right? Uh, Space Marines, you had mm-hmm. Oaths the Moment. But Dark Angels, Stubborn Defiance being like the best, one of the best missions, or one of the best Codex secondaries in the entire game. Yep. That was huge for uh, for people because it just, it meant so much to just have a secondary that you can just take all the time. Yep. Just sit here and I'm going to get all my points and, oh, you want to try and shoot me? Well, good luck getting through all of us really quickly. <laughs> oh, you want to get close? Yeah, we, we're Terminators. We're still going to punch you really hard. Yeah. So, definitely, yeah. 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 Oh, I, one died? Here's my apothecary on spike. <laughs> that's every Space Marine. And by the way, before they FAQ'd the whole bring back a, 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 a an ATV, that was hilarious. Bring back oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was uh, that so was la- many... That, that was okay. last year, though. But, that yeah. was last year, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying that at least you didn't get that level. And... I like the versatility of it, and I feel like Dark Angels have the potential to be such a fantastic Chaos Space Marine arm. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So your Chaos... <laughs> there it is. You, you're, you're worried about not having two wounds? Well, I have a solution for you. Yeah, just play Dark Angels. <laughs> I, think, I think that was also one of the biggest disappointments of this year was that when they released... Uh, the rules for the fallen, uh, it didn't change. It literally, they said there there were going to be changes. Then the white yeah. came out, and there was like no changes. It could have yeah. been really awesome, couldn't it? Yeah, and, uh, and that's what we ended up with. That's yeah. what we hope for next year, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John P. Uh, you want to put in your final thoughts about Dark Angels and tell us uh, their win rates or their um, their top four finishes. Yeah, so according to 40kstats.com, ever since the release of Dark Angels, they have finished top four, a grand total of 23 times uh, as of October. Interesting. Pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. just a little less than Death Guard, but... 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel well, like they can score more. points, right? Like they yeah. can score points. So even in terrible matchups, like historically, you could just sit on objectives and get points. So I'm not surprised that we're seeing them like doing decently at events. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, even if you lose, you're not going to lose big. Nah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Next up, we have the biggest boogeyman that people have been the most upset about uh, throughout this entire year of 40K. <laughs> and we've got the Drukari. The Drukari. Skari's already flexing right here. You know what? Go ahead and spill the beans about Drukari and what happened. Um, I think uh, the release of that codex speaks for itself, but within like two weeks, they had like a 75 or 77% win rate at like mm. competitive levels. And it wasn't just the win rate, it was what we call T Whip, which is like uh, tournaments in winning position, which is having at least, I believe, four wins before you get your first loss. Yeah. Yeah. And their T Whip was incredibly high. Like, you would have 10% of the meta was Drukari, right? So, like, if you had a 70-person event, seven people would play Drukari, and out of those seven people, almost all of them would go at least four games before losing their first game. And, and then they'd, so, all, like, they'd, all, they'd all play and themselves they'd all in play round four, and round five. And, and, yeah. So, <laughs> let's just say that right off the bat, like, there was definitely some glaring like balance issues with the list but it's not just the faction like the book itself is is written amazingly if you're like if you love the drukari like everything is like cool you want to use these cool different units but there's just some options that were much better than others hmm. in the tournament scene and so all you saw was strife black heart you know like yeah. and then it so came on on release, it was Dark Technomancers, and it was yep. utterly ob extra yeah. obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was all the liquefy guns that got like bust, like boosted and whatnot. And then right away, they released that that supplement, the Strife supplement in the campaign book, that literally took witches to like a new level, right? And yeah. then you had super cheap succubuses combined with speed and mobility, combined with lots of obsec, combined with great amount of attacks for very very cheap, and they just ended up playing ninth edition and every book out there was like in their back pocket and so it's taken a while now people have started to learn how to play against it but even now they still have like almost a 70 percent win rate on average yeah. and and you know and as a drukari player who loves the faction i want my faction to be more shit sorry <laughs> pardon my language <laughs> <laughs> You want it to be Death Guard. Like, you want it to be I don't want it. Yeah, I want. I do not want it to be so good. It, yeah. It's one of my pet peeves because I love the faction, but I hate being judged for it. I've been playing <laughs> longer than some people have been alive. So I, you know what? I remember. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, when I picked up the the book in Eighth Edition, uh, I was looking at it. I was like, "Man, this artwork is cool." So I bought that book at the same time I bought my Tau book, and mm -hmm. and I had already said I was going to play Tau as my army yeah. and then uh when ninth edition i never got to play it during eighth i don't think and then uh the ninth edition book came out and then the charidon came out almost at the same time and i remember reading through the charidon and i was like why <laughs> like th they're already good <laughs> oh okay i'll take it thanks <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know what i remember i think that this was like before ninth edition came out that i think that like gw dropped this uh a field manual where it made i think it was like racks or something incredibly incredibly cheap mm -hmm. it was like you could bring Eight a point you know, racks 20 and the yeah. Oh, yeah yeah 20 <laughs> yeah. 
flesh and you could like resurrect them for like two CP, bring the whole unit back for, yeah. uh, for two CP. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was, that were, was a good weren't time. Reavers, weren't Reavers also like 10, yeah. 20 points also? Yeah. Or a little bit? 10 point yeah. Reavers. That was, that was definitely a typo. Yeah. Um, Adam, you got anything that you want to add on uh, about mm-hmm. Jakari? So uh, first and foremost, I'll say that Jakari may just be in the top three best codexes in the history of 40k. Yeah, that's up, that's up there with the fifth edition Grey Knight book and three point five, and the three point five Chaos book. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. possibly that good. It's possibly that good, guys, because it's gonna the go down ex- in for me. <laughs> it's going to go down in history. It's had nine months now. Oh, sorry, is it ten months now? Yeah, where uh, it's it's there, been yeah. through. It's been through three major iterations of the archetype, first one being Tark Techno, then the one we got for a good seven or eight months being the one we just left, being the ultra MSU. I am just more efficient and have more stuff than you'll ever have. And now we're into mm. the thick city. We're into the thick city. And it's never been knocked off its perch. It's been equaled by Admech, but never knocked off. And I think it's it's insane when we're going to look back on on this edition to just be like, how did this one book just have so much life in it, so much gas? Yeah. Next yeah. fault. Uh, John P, mm-hmm. you, you want to add on anything? Yeah, I mean, during that whole super long run, the the main goal that everyone was trying to math hammer is what can pop a raider, what can kill things inside. <laughs> if you can pop a raider and kill things inside, you lose. Yeah, I, I also yeah. think that that was like one of the first times that we saw D3 plus 3 damage, right? Um, well, besides Redemptors, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, and Entropy Cannons. And Entropy Cannons, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was like, on D3 everything. plus three damage on yeah on literally everything and it was oh, how many crazy. dark lances you have 15 or that's, 16 oh that's okay. a that's actually a really good point because it was an obvious paradigm shift between when the necron and and, and uh necron and uh, marine codexes were written and then mm-hmm. these next ones because like a las cannon for somehow a las cannon for admech is d3 plus three but the same las cannon for marines is d6 and like yeah. you talk about like doom stalkers and doom doomsday arcs for for yeah. um necrons not being d3 plus three but every <laughs> other equivalent to that in every other book is d3 plus three yeah there's obviously been a shift between the, the writings of those books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. what was interesting was that this was a direct answer to something like your death guard that had uh yeah. minus one damage People are trying to yep. figure out what can kill off, you know, uh, DSTs. What can be something that can uh, hurt PBCs? And D three plus three was the answer for it. And everyone was running these raiders, and they knocked like Death Guard right off their perch of just being this monstrosity that people could not deal with. And then Drakkar just came in and was like, "Hold my beer, right?" <laughs> 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 All right, John P. How about you tell us what the top four finishes are for this one? All right, sorry, <laughs> I didn't kind of embarrassed. I didn't count this one. I copy pasted it. Yeah, I copy pasted this, put it into a line counter. Uh, came out to seventy top fours as of October. Oh my and I'm, I'm sure they are approaching a hundred. Um, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's that's skin crawlingly good. Like they, they are really fun to play. I mean, they, they really are. Yeah, and I think this was another faction that had a very good secondary too. Heard the prey, uh, yeah, heard same, the prey. literally the same thing as uh, Necrons, yep. whatever that one is called. Um, but it's the same thing, and they just do it better. It, it was just a reprint of the same secondary, but yeah. just given to an army that could actually perform it. Yeah. Uh, okay, get close to me so I can murder you. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jakari got that good sweet win, and then we've got the next 
army here that uh, also posed a very big problem. We got the Adeptus Mechanicus. John P., you want to talk about Admech? Yeah, yeah. So previously, 8th edition Admech, you saw a lot of like Dacobots, you saw a lot of Belisarius Call. Uh, Cataphron spam was everywhere. People were running like upwards of 15, 20, 30 Cataphrons in the list. Ninth uh, edition kind of changed all that. Uh, everything put a big focus on Skatari. Um, they upped the count of that you could bring in a Skatari unit uh, for Rangers and Vanguards up to 20. Uh, you saw a lot of big blobs of 20. They released a new character, um, Skatari Marshal. Which, if you gave it a relic, could be a captain and a lieutenant all in one for a cheap forty-five points. It's one of um, the most cheapest <laughs> units that are so good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they introduce holy orders, which you could put on a tech priest manipulus, uh, have it point on unit, and have it ignore AP one, AP two. <laughs> put that on a brick of twenty skatari and watch them go to work. Yeah, and then on top of all that, uh, the big boogeyman at the beginning was dealing with Lucius, um, which was the sturdy like move and shoot. Um, what you call it, Forge World? With Lucius, yeah. you could have that ignore AP one, AP two on a twenty man mm-hmm. brick. Yeah. Also mm-hmm. with transhuman, um, mm-hmm. can just kill anything in their way and just stay there forever. Yeah, I think that you're yep. also forgetting about the chickens. Yeah, yes. The, the last, yeah. <laughs> last chickens, last chickens were a big deal. Um, they got hit pretty hard with nerf bat along the way, but they were very prominent. On top of that, the flyers you saw a lot of flyer spam, upwards of five flyers in a lot of lists. Mm-hmm. Um, at GW events, yeah, a lot of flyers. Three Stratoraptors putting out like six last cannon shots with fuselaves. Um, not only do they do all the shooting, they provide utility, like having your movement, turning off auras, taking up space on the map so you can't actually get out of your deployment zone. Probably the worst part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many yep. how many Emic did we see at top eight during SoCal? Wasn't it like two or three? And they all had three planes. We only yeah. had like one free Buddhas. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in um in the UK, there was like this huge arms race going on between like Orc planes, Admec planes, and Iron Hands, and it was just yeah. Admec planes just hands down smashed everybody. Uh, it was so disgusting. Yeah, and I think that this was one of the first times that we saw a unit um, get a nerf bat where they actually lost core, right? With the yes. Sorry, yeah. that was the yeah. first time we ever saw. It. Has has it happened ever since then, or was that the only time? No. I think that's the only time I can remember. The only time I've I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. it's it definitely. It was interesting because we, you know, that's not what I thought they would do to to like balance it. I definitely thought that they would just do like the regular points increases and things which they normally did, but they went ahead and were like, okay, this we're just taking a whole like interactivity mechanic from your unit away that 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 severely reduces. You know how they interact with you know rules within your book and mm. and but it also laid the precedent for them to add it to things like we then saw with necrons you know being yeah. like hey you know what we can give it to somebody and take it away and and if they're going to be using like keywords even as like a like mechanic um that they can add and take away it's cool however i've never been more terrified than that role to go first in my life but i do feel <laughs> you know when yeah. when admix comes into the picture 
and I but I also feel like this was around the time and with Dark Drukari as well, but this really I feel led a spearhead in the development of like heavier terrain standards for events. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they came out at the know, same time. Correct. They came out at the same time. They had such an impact on the meta that all of a sudden you needed to have places that you could hide in. And with this came the advent of, okay, player plays terrain, where now you Mm -hmm. you give the terrain as sort of like a tool to a player to make sure that you can kind of set up a little bunker or castle so you don't get just completely table on the first turn if your opponent goes first. And it allows the game to be more protracted than just, oh, I, I play Admech or Drukari, I go first, I blow you off the table. And I feel it has led to some changes in the in the the, the competitive scene and how we expect the density on the tables, you know, to, to influence the game. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, 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 and oh, also the TOs get to wipe their hands clean and say, you know what? We gave you the terrain. <laughs> it's your fault. Not your ours. responsibility. You didn't place it good. That's on you. <laughs> you I, I find it very interesting because before that, um, people were just running. Uh, I think that GW even placed out a terrain map of uh, what your terrain should look like or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, even though Ninth Edition came out with so many new rules for your terrain, you know, obscuring, uh, dense cover, all you know, like all this cool stuff they, uh, all these cool keywords they could put onto your terrain features, um, no one was really using it as much. And it wasn't until these books came out that people were like, okay, maybe we should figure something out here and try to actually <laughs> use this to our advantage because um, it was ridiculous. Jakari moved fast, Admech moved fast. These weren't. Uh, D3 plus 3 damage where you had to be within like half range they could shoot at you from what What was the range of a last chicken like 36 inches or something 48 48 inches uh, they move 10 inches they could all advance 6 advance yeah. and, six and yeah. shoot at full profile with the yep. doctrinas or a bunch of other things yeah aka yeah. they could murder you wherever you were mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. And the only the, the only stuff that we had to at the time in order to counteract that were things like Death Guard, Dark Angels, um, stuff like that. And this is really where the term for like Codex creep really started to uh, uh, yeah, become more prevalent. And people saying this is Codex creep. There's a lot of stuff that is happening here that uh, we just cannot deal with. And yeah, yeah pretty interesting. Uh, John P, how about you tell us what their win rates were or their top four placements? Yeah, so uh, top four, they have placed 41 times as of October. And wow. that number will probably stay put. They're they're <laughs> not as performing mm. as well in terms recently. Uh, they'll probably be around 50 by the end of the year. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, you think, you think, do you guys think there's such a thing as um, faction resilience as a concept? Because Admech is just fine. It's a it's a hyperbolic perception that they've declined. It's prob they're probably around about to where they always were meant to be, and yet they've been dropped like it's hot wholesale by so many players. Do you think yeah. there's a lack of resilience in that player base, or do you think it's just people just like oh, onto greener pastures? I I think it is lack of resilience from those players. Um, not that like you know whatever army you want to play, you know go ahead and play it. I think that it's just that. When it comes to these big armies um, that had like this huge amount of win rate, when they see that something isn't working out and then they just jump ship without really paying attention to what else that army can do, um, that becomes kind of a problem. 
Um, but I do see that like some of the reasons as to why AdMech is suffering, they can't really trade well in a trading meta. It's really hard for them to like hold or uh, gain control of like objectives with things like infiltrators if they don't get like a good roll off or stuff like that. Um, so I can see that, but I, I, I agree that it, is, it it could come down to resilience. Yeah, I call yeah. it weak. Yeah, uh, weakness, <laughs> like weakness. the like their flesh, yeah. the flesh that they yeah. will not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, with Admech too, it's also pretty high ceiling of an army. Like you hear all the all the things they can do. They can oh advance and charge. They can auto wound on fives. They can deal a bunch of mortals. They can do all this nonsense. But you can't do all that unless you're in you you're, you meet a specific condition. Um, so definitely a lot of finesse required and a lot of like yeah, dude knowledge yeah, of the army in order to do everything every, right <laughs> now that you have don't have as enough stuff to just be like dur, dur, push win um and you have to actually think about it but you're probably right you're probably <laughs> right you probably it probably just it takes a lot more mental arithmetic to get the most out of it and that's probably worn people down yeah i played yep. admec so many times this year uh at tournaments and like every single time i could not remember anything that they did like, because every single time they would just start spouting off like stuff, and I'm yep. just like, okay, praise be the Amasiah. Like, uh, sure, whatever. I, I got, I, I was like calling games, and I would just, and, and playing as Admech as well. And they could have just made up anything. Like, I have this, this lamp, yeah. this lamp right here. See this lamp? <laughs> Plus There's nine to that. hit. And I would just be like, sure, right, brother, go for it. <laughs> you. <were. laughs> Yeah, to be fair to make, I'm pretty sure that those players also didn't know what they were saying. They were just like spouting out <laughs> stuff anyways. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. th I think that AdMech also showed us uh, the amount of rules bloat that a lot of people start talking about, right? Because AdMech, uh, you had to have, uh, you have your doctrinas that you have to take mm -hmm. uh, into account. You have your yep. imperatives that you have to take into account. Yep. You have yep. three yep. different books that you have to run. Uh, yep. Just like so much rules inside of this army that could also be leading to like just burnout on trying yeah. to run them because there's just so much um yeah talking about or speaking about just saying gibberish and making sure that yeah. and, and thinking that people are just going to believe you let's talk about the adeptus sororitas or the sisters of battle how about uh <laughs> how, did, how uh who wants to talk about that who wants to talk about I, sisters? I, i'll jump in i'll jump in real quick because yeah. the sisters of battle codex had gone like the the previous release had gone through an entire rework. They'd redone everything in plastics. They they kind of did fan service and like took their time and built a whole new like Sisters of Battle line and they put out this new book. And that book was dummying people. Like it was it was a strong codex. And then they released this codex, so this like new release bringing it into ninth edition. And I I felt like a lot of the diehard Sisters of Battle players really felt like it didn't really add or take much away, but it was not at the level that they would have hoped or expected it mm. to be, based on well, the fact that Drukari and Adam exactly. were murdering everything left, right, and center, and they got a very reasonable codex. Yeah, which it, it was a very fair book, but yeah. it came off the back of two of the most broke books in recent memory. Correct. And that sort of I let that left a bit of a sour taste in a lot of sisters play of players' mouths, and but now like we're starting to see like that book has a lot of has some has some cool tricks in it. You've got more of a vault. You got Celestine. You've got the bodyguard rule. You have got Sacrosins, which you couldn't buy anywhere because it was sold out, right? Um, and now that people are starting to get 
or avid sisters of battle players are seeing the combos that you can pull out of it and how to win missions and how to play the game within that book like it's a book that has depth you've got the you've got the ability to hit people hard in combat you got the ability to score points when it comes to the missions and you have the ability to shoot and to do little deployment tricks and to get back into reserve if you need like to just do things that allow you to play the missions well and win games it's just not a you know, push crayons up your nose like Lucari <laughs> game, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I think that the, I, I feel like that the, um, and we talk, we, we say this all the time when we're talking to Bricky, uh, who like plays sisters like all the time. Um, eight, the, their eighth edition book was like the precursor to ninth edition almost is what it felt like. Like it, it felt like it was made for ninth edition. And so when it came to ninth edition, sisters were still doing fine, even up until their ninth edition codex came out. And then it felt kind of like just a lateral move to put them in line with the rules for ninth edition more than anything. It wasn't yeah. like a nerf. It wasn't a buff. It was just lateral. I would say yeah. slight nerf because they could no longer just crap miracle dice out of thin air, you know? Because that, that was the one thing with the 8th edition book. Like, they would just poop out Miracle Dice no matter what they did. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. They also um, lost that one stratagem where, like, they could increase the range of their Melta to 36 inches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. Totally yeah. God, that's that fun. <laughs> yeah, but then they got uh, the new strat where they could just uh, drop down. I think it's, like, uh, Zephyrim. It doesn't matter what they're called. I don't know what they're called. But, like, they just drop down, deal, like, six mortal wounds of flamers or some something like that. Like... Oh yeah, yeah. Every time that somebody yeah. says something about sisters yeah. and like a stratagem that they have or like an ability, it goes in one ear and then just goes right out the other. It just never <laughs> sticks inside of my head. It's impossible. I will say that, you know, sisters of battle in general just show you how powerful it is to have a mechanic in the game that doesn't require dice rolls. Like oh, yeah. it does, but it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. miracle dice are one of the is one of the most powerful rule mechanics in the game. Yep. Just yes. being like, I need a 10-inch charge. Oh, look. Oh, miracles happen. <laughs> a 10-inch charge. Right? Like, I just happen to have these dice. It is... We play a game where chance comes into play. Where you go, I'm going to shoot 10 last cannons at that one wounded rhino. And there's a chance that you won't do nothing to that rhino. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, anyway. It's, do you guys pay much attention to Age of Sigmar? I mean, I don't play it, but I try, I try and keep my finger on it. And this exact same mechanic called Fate Dice for the Disciples of Zinch, for the Zinch-only yeah. faction, and they broke the game. They just straight up broke the game. They were so OP. And when the Next Sisters book... So when the Next Sisters book was coming out, I'm like, if they just get, like... If they have Miracle Dice and they're as good as Drakari or Admech, they're going to get be better than Drakari or Admech because they're going to be the same thing but with no variance. Um, and so I'm actually quite grateful because that mechanic is always a risk. Um, it's so super spicy, super enjoyable, super thematic as well. So definitely nothing against it. Yeah. Who would have thought that taking RNG out of an RNG game could pose problems? <laughs> yeah, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who would have thought about that? That's crazy. Um, okay, so John P., how about you tell us uh, how the sisters have been doing? Yeah, so sisters of battle have placed top four 22 times, according to 40kstats.com, as of October. That's actually it's really good. Bad. Yeah. They only came out in, they only came out in June, so yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Considering that uh, Dark Angels are at 23, that's only one less than Dark Angels uh, and yeah. only stopping at October. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So after that, we had 
uh, Warzone Charidon Act Two that came out. Uh, what what was Ugh. in that? Does anyone know what was in that? I bought what? the book. I don't hold on. Was that the book <laughs> yeah. of Rust? That was, was the, no that, was the, that was the no Act One was the book of Rust. Act Two was the other one. Fire. Book of Fire. Warzone Charidon, the Book of Fire. That one introduced the rules for the Skatari veteran cohort. Okay, okay. Oh, so that's here's an one. idea. Okay, okay, so here's okay. an idea. I'll, Let's I'll make a really yeah, powerful codex uh -huh. and give more rules to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the three book thing. But but it did come with Bellacore, and that was huge oh, for Chaos Demons. That, that is was cool. that is nasty. That guy, I love Bellacore. And it's probably like the best model um in all of 40k. Like it, cool if model. you had to rank it as what type of model that that's like a that's like a C tier Age of Sigmar model right there. Like it's so good. <laughs> C tier Age of Sigmar. Um so uh, we have the Skitari veteran cohort. Yeah. Uh we have a codex supplement order of our martyred lady for sisters. Oh, I didn't even know uh, that. They had that in there. Yeah. <laughs> One Disciples of my favorite supplements, by the way. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Scar. No, no, that's okay. Just wanted to... I was just pigtailing, coattailing off of what you said there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I like, uh, Chaos I like Space Marines Appendix. Champions oh, yeah. of Ruin. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's an opportunity Ooh. for extra wounds right there. Reprint, <laughs> baby! Reprint! Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They have Dark Angels already. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Everyone was so disappointed by that bit. Yeah. yeah. So disappointed. Is that it? So uh, Renegade Chapters. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is it weird? Is it weird that I don't think like the veteran cohort made as big as a splash as it did? I feel like only um, Richard Siegler won a huge event with the veteran cohort. Apart from that, a lot of people stayed away from it. A lot of people kept with what brought them to the dance. It went for the the flyers, the chicken, the big blocks of twenty Vanguard. And, Which and, you could and, still do. I think it was more because you wanted to mix Lucius and Mars together. Which yeah. I feel, yeah. and yeah. then turned it into I don't want to just run one or the other. And the reason Siegler did okay with it is because he took all the Metallica stuff, which yep. was in the first Book of Rust with the yep. Cult of Strife stuff, and that gave you access to like auto, like advance and charge, and like all yep. this other like utilitarian stuff that then oh no, the auto six inch advance and things, which then you mixed in with the book, like the second book. Yeah. Which then just yeah. cranked it up a notch, and then combined it with Games Workshop Terrain, which was very <laughs> infantry friendly, right? Mm. Well, mm. yeah, he he identified that very quickly how infantry friendly it was, and oh, uh, yeah. a huge deal. Admeg did not deserve to get hit as hard they did, but we'll get to that yeah. essentially. I think they're fine. Um, I think they're fine. Everyone's, they're, they're everyone's good. overreacting. They're just, like I just feel like I, they. It's it's a very when Drukari didn't get just sidestepped and dodged the bullet <laughs> that's you know well, yeah. it's very poignant you know what i mean like it's just yeah. it, like it's in your face no, see that's the problem if if yeah. admech and jakari got hit fairly well sorry if jakari got hit to the same extent admech got hit this this world we live in this meta we live in would be a beautiful place um, <laughs> maybe maybe grain eyes would be a bit too too over too, the top at that strong. point yeah but um so I watched a game today. Like I watched and produced a game today on another channel where somebody played Admech, and I was just like, "They are off their guts. A phenomenal still." Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely still good with a good general. Um, it just takes someone that really knows the army, especially. 
Yeah, so that, that, that knows all fine. three of the books. That knows all the yeah. three yeah. of the books <laughs> really well. Yeah, first things first, I have to buy all three books. <laughs> just yeah. like 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so the next one, right after that, um, right after the Warzone Charidon, uh, we do have orcs that kind of came out, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> because they had the book and then there was like a shipping debacle. And so we're going to go talk about that a little bit later because it didn't really come out until later on um because uh we have the gray knights coming in um right after that uh anyone want to take gray knights i'll I'll take gray knights that's okay Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) so um gray knights came out they're pretty good. Uh, they're they're still really good. They have like one of the best secondaries in the entire game. Purifying ritual, just so strong. Um, cancels out a boar, all that stuff. Uh, kind of a huge change from what they had before. They no longer had um, uh, astral aim where it ignored uh, terrain, which was yeah. uh, pretty nice. That's a good change, especially now with all the terrain that came up. Um, but yeah, when they first came out, not a big splash. Now a lot more of a splash. A lot of people are taking it now. Um, lots of Nemesis Dread Knight spam, lots of uh, Interceptor spams. Um, pretty good, uh, pretty good codex, but the data sheets are uh, really limited. There's like only mm. four viable data sheets inside of that entire codex. It's not very well written. I so they just so it's interesting that they came out with T Suns. So them and T Suns essentially are two sides of the same coin. They both have yeah. very small model ranges, like extremely small model ranges. Mm-hmm. And therefore, how interesting can your book really be when you only have so many unit options? I I challenge what you said a little bit. I think every unit that has power armor in that book is usable, but it's just some are better than others, right? Like Dread Knights yeah. and Interceptors are just the two best things in the book. And then as long as you can just take those as your whole army, there's no even need to look at the rest of them. I think yeah. pure purgation squads are fine. I think purifiers are fine. I think strike squads uh, uh, you troops choice to troops choice, strike squads are one of the best troops in the game. Mm-hmm. They're they're so phenomenally really good. good. But you're just like, why would I take that one when I could take the same guy with a jump back? You're like ah. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's exactly the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I love purifiers. Purifiers are great. Drop just three flat mortal wounds. That's your doom bolt right there. Such yeah. good, such good units. You can give them minus one damage. The only problem yeah. with the entire book is literally just that things are just kind of expensive. Paladins, for example, so yeah. expensive to the point where it's ridiculous. You would never want to take they, them. Same thing with terminators. They kind of did the termies dirty. I think yeah. they may have been like, if I think about why that could be, I maybe they were afraid of making more dark angels and and um, death guard terminators and making another bus stop list. Because yeah. you think if they could have like twenty regular termies, ten paladins, and purifying ritual, would you leave your deployment zone and then just like ch- <laughs> just chuck dre- just chuck dread knights behind it? Like I wouldn't leave my deployment zone, son. Like mm-hmm. come get me. Like this is a horrible prospect. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the whole the whole thing's got tides shadows as well. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, dude, yeah. the changes to the tides because tides came in during a psychic awakening, if I remember correctly. Um, and they did at the end of eighth edition, towards the end of eighth edition, just before COVID really hit, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, they kind of released, and I remember running a GT and like Grey Knights had really gotten a fantastic supplement with some really cool rules that was going to really make the faction relevant in that edition when at the time 
and you never really got to see it come to fruition. So it was a shame that you never really got to see it. This was like a refining of those rules, but mm. then I feel it, it really became like Codex Dread Knight and Power Armor Jumpy Space Marines. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah in, in that sense. Yeah, so because let's, uh, let's have a moment of silence and pour one out for the Psychic Awakening books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I well, so that's I, I've been I've been mulling over in my head the design choice of those Psychic Awakening books for quite some time because they were they were what G Dub tried to do instead of giving us all indexes. I think right. yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like. Instead, of, like indexed everything at the start of Eighth Edition. They're like, let's see if we can not do that this time. And yeah. so they gave everybody they th- what they thought was uh, an equivalent to their power patch fix. Yeah. yeah. And all, all it did was like bloat out, bloat the crap out of some, undergive to some others. And like, it's, it's obvious that they didn't quite have their finger on the pulse of what was good. Because I looked at what orcs got. I'm like, that would have made sense before orcs got nursed twice. Like mm. when their looters were really good, when they got re- some of the, the, at, the, at, the, at the peak of their 8th edition power, that was a, the stuff they got would have been, yeah, cool. Here's some extra extra fun. Um, but then, you know, Space Marines got all the super the super chaplains and apothecaries and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, uh, Custodia's got like a whole nother codex, essentially. Um, yeah. So it was just a weird, weird thing that they did. But that's, that's two years ago stuff. What am I talking about? Sorry. Listen, all I'm saying is just that Blood of Ball Psychic Awakening was one of the better Psychic Awakenings that came out. It had such good updates uh, for Tyranids. It was so good. Dude, uh, for the greater good. Come on, man. The prototype weapons? Yeah, it's pretty good, too. Okay. I liked it. Moving on. Jumpy, <laughs> you tell us uh, how uh, Grey Knights have been performing. I derailed the conversation. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so according to 4kstats.com, Grey Knights have only placed top four as of October. Have only placed top four eight times as of October, which mm. I'm sure is going to go way up um, by the end of the year. That's that's like yeah. still one a week since when they came out to the end of October, right? Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty dang good. Um, right after Grey Knights, we've got the Thousand Suns that came out. Uh, Thousand Suns came out made a huge splash because everybody was going crazy about all the cabal stuff that they could do. Um, all that, all the shenanigans that they can do with, uh, their new psychic powers, everything like that. Um, now how much mortal wounds they can dump out in a single psychic phase is pretty nuts. Uh, you could do like 20 mortal wounds in one psychic phase. That's pretty disgusting. Um, but, uh, they just haven't really been performing as well as, uh, people kind of thought that they were going to perform um, when their book was released. Uh, does anybody want to talk about Thousand Sons? Raise your hand. All right, Scary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Better than me jumping in. Yeah. Um, no, I raised my hand yeah, for anybody who's listening on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Thousand Sons are one of those armies that has a sort of like complexity to activations that requires quite a bit of brain power and Mm. i feel like it is even though it's a very powerful book and has a has the ability to win lots of games like i've seen it firsthand i've seen people take thousand suns and wreck people with it mainly with like terminators and and good use of cabal points and whatnot but it it is a very technical style game playlist and over five or six or seven rounds at a tournament, you know, when you have so many little pieces that move in a list, like it, odds are at some point it will like that that whole system will break down like a like you know like a house of cards. 
and want because you're using dice, you're having to take psychic tests. You have to, and at some point, it can the the wheels can fall off the bus, which do make it a little unreliable. You know, when you're so reliant on things like psychic powers, you know, it, in a long event that requires you to be very consistent every single game for nine rounds to win like a big major. Yeah, it's yeah. really a book that just is built around failure points. Um, and you have to go through so many failure points every single turn in order to get the max efficiency out of your book. And so therefore, you end up... So what's end up coming from it? I don't know if you guys have been tracking the, the T-Sun stuff. They're, they're just stuff that just doesn't rely... Just playing like a good Space Marines list. And then yeah, because the, you're running the, the, Contemptors. Yeah, 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 and then the yeah. Psychic is just a cherry on top. And mm -hmm. so it's it, it's weird. It doesn't feel T that T-Sunsy. Yeah. Well, Except it's got lots of rubrics and scarabacol, which feel very teeth on, but it doesn't feel like the psychic powerhouse. Like it's, it feels like just like a uh, a space marines list with two chat with two uh, librarians in it. And Magnus didn't like yeah. Magnus get like a lateral move. He like, didn't get he a didn't, lateral uh, move. He got like a nerf. Like he went. He got down. he got took he got took out behind the shed. And yeah, they shot him in the head. He's it was he's, bad. Magnus is sadly not good. One of the coolest models, like out just. He did everything wrong in this codex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like nice. Thousand Suns, um, like you guys were saying, it's a very complicated book. If we're talking mm. about like the two sides of the coin, right? Grey Knight's book, a lot more straightforward. K Sun's book or Thousand Suns book, a lot more complicated. You have to juggle your ball points. You have to juggle all your psychic powers. You have to do them in certain sequences or else it doesn't work correctly. Um, and so people have just kind of like said, screw all that. Here's three contempt chaos contemptor dread knights or chaos chaos contemptor dreadnoughts and um, some termies. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I do like the changes that they did for their uh, chaos spawn, like the strat where they can have their chaos spawn just hit a ridiculous amount of times. Uh, mm -hmm. I love that. Um, pretty sad that Zangors aren't as you know one of their only units that yeah. are specific to them. Just didn't get any love at all. Just kind of sucks. Um, but yeah. That's Thousand Suns. Also, not very good secondaries. Well, Pretty, they uh, did. Uh, they do have that Magnus. one second. Yeah, Wrath of Magnus kind of affected w what people still played Space Marines. Um, yeah, took out the a... utility librarian out of their list <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Otherwise, they give them free fifteen. Mm. They've got one good one in uh, Mutate Landscape, yeah, and that's that it's, okay. So it's a good third pick. It's a good third pick. Yeah, um, like and it's decent. it's pretty much what's like spread the sickness. I guess it's spread the sickness for for Death Guard equivalent. Mm -hmm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, except yeah. you don't have to take mortal wounds. For some reason, the spreading of sickness hurts Nurgle. I thought they liked it. I thought that was the whole reason they existed. Like, well, they need one of them. I mean, that's what. Well, I mean, that's also what makes the Poxwalkers good too. You know, you just you do spread the sickness with the Poxwalkers, and then you use your feel feel no pain. Hopefully, nobody dies. If they do die, you just spend the CP to to raise them from the dead. Exactly. Yeah. Well, see, the problem is that, like, uh, Thousand Suns, they have Mutate Landscape, which is okay, but they don't have something that can go tit-for-tat against Aboard the Witch, right? And mm. that's a pretty big problem, whereas Grey Knights can actually do Psychic Ritual and go point-for-point for, point for Aboard the Witch. Thousand Suns don't have that uh, type of utility. In addition, However, yeah. I want to I, I counterpoint you there mm -hmm. um, uh, because I feel like Thousand Suns, can actually get away with it because they can build like large blocks of 
terminators that are like really really good and you can mm-hmm. bring back to life where like and it's hard yeah. to get as many a poor the witch points than against gray knights who are, have like a million small five man squads yeah and they kind of need that to get their well, secondaries so i feel this uh, well that's something thing. that that t-sons have been forced to do right they've been forced right. into just taking larger squads in order mm-hmm. to stop bleeding points in a board the witch here then everywhere which they're able to do pretty well because they are above average durability definitely they've got mm-hmm. an involved save they've got a plus one to save when you're only damaged one which is yeah. a lot a lot when, with so much damage like damage minus one in the meta you're forced into two damage bands you're forced to either go mass damage one or as much damage three or better as i can and so the da- the, the the damage one bracket getting extra save is actually a really nice place to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and they're fearless and yeah. the feel, feel and is advanced fearless. too, yeah. And offset. So it makes it, it makes the ten the ten mans a lot better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right, Jumpy, how are they performing? All right, all right. Uh, not performing so well. Only four top fours. Yeah, it's a very complicated yeah. codex. A lot of people have to learn um, the different sequences for it. All right, so moving on from there, we got a couple more to talk about. We have uh, the Warzone Octarius books. Um, I, I think that we could talk about the first one the most because I think that that's the most relevant as of right now because that's the one that had the um, the Leviathan Tyranid changes that were absolutely huge for Tyranids and actually brought them from being a middle-tier army all the way up to a, 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 a contender. I think John Lennon just won, um, what's it called, New Orleans Open with, uh, right. with, with Tyranids, Tyranids souping with GSE. Yeah. 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 It was a nice change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like uh, it. it. I, I really it, like that. I, I love. I love the the Leviathan stuff inside of Octarius. I think it's really good. Um, being able to take units and uh, give them opsec, like giving things like Sky Slasher swarms or gargoyles, and just slinging them up the board, giving them opsec, stealing and sniping away objectives, um, stuff like Tesla or double exploding sixes for Devil Gaunts um, or for Gene Stealers. Uh, you finally have chapter master rerolls. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of really good updates and buffs to Tyranids that helps tie them over to their next codex. And I love it. And it still feels a little bit, it still feels kind of fluffy. I like it. It's good. It's a good one. Yeah. It's, um, it's so weird how people, there's the perception that it's o- overpowered right now. And that's mm-hmm. because they've, they're functioning off this baseline of eighth edition metrics. Like people yeah. are always like, Oh, a sky is falling, sky is falling, hive guard. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but since there's a clock on it, there's a clock on hive guard being good because mm-hmm. there's only so long before they lose that double shoot. And mm-hmm. as soon as they do, like, are they actually good? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I mean like the biggest problem that they had that got fixed from the book was like, just d3 damage being able to re-roll that yeah. that's huge for them well legit if in the next book because a lot of the d3s are becoming flat twos if they yeah. if they if the hive got to go to flat two they're actually terrible because the mm-hmm. minus one damage just means they're horrifically they're, they're nothing yeah they're bad yeah. at that point yeah uh yeah good good stuff for the warzone octarius book uh i don't think that we need to talk Did about we it talk about orcs? Do you guys need to we're, we're, about, about, we're about to we're about to right oh, now. okay yeah okay because you're mixing it what all else together. was what, yeah. what else was in that book Anyways. What, the Octarius book? Yeah, besides the dids. Wasn't there something else? I don't wow. know. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I think I think there was some imp guard stuff, but it was like really, really That's basic. like the one, uh, the, the one of the two books I haven't bought. Yeah, yeah. it was like a lot of cool stuff. There was the there was the Cadian supplement. Like, it's yeah. really surprising how um you can give some you can give similar rules to Cadia and similar rules to Leviathan, and one of those things matters and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, Guard yeah. didn't get no, we didn't get no chapter master or you know nothing like that. But we got exploding <laughs> sixes, the ability mm-hmm. to give rerolls. We got the uh, sorry the exploding so yeah the ability to give obsec and the ability to redeploy yeah. and it just doesn't just doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. matter at all <laughs> yeah uh, um pretty good stuff here and then and then we have the white dwarf for the army of renown for tyrion it's coming out soon so it's yeah. weekend, I think. It's, yeah, it's time it's time for them to stop eating dirt and actually just start eating people it's great well it's funny because <laughs> you know going jumping back like in addition Eight, like Tyranids and a bunch of gene stealers were scary. Like they were part of the meta. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they were an army that you had to respect. You know, double moving gene stealers that got in your face and just like tied up everything and double fought and you know overran and you know they. they it's nice to see them back at that sort of like apex predator style where hey, if if we get the jump on you, we can now we have the damage and the versatility and the um the um like we're we're reliable enough to kill things in your army so you have to watch out for us again yeah right and that it's nice to see that because tyrannids are like the classic bad guy they just go in and just kill everything like and Mm. that's just a classic bad game yeah Yeah. and they do secondaries so well they have there's they they are so good at scoring for now yeah, until well, yeah, the, yeah, until the new R and D engage comes out. Oh, I think that they out. will. They will be great at teleport homers with their double moving <laughs> like Termagon units. They yeah. still, like, they're still, gonna, still you gonna get. You think they're still gonna have? You think they're still gonna have double moves? That's cute. <laughs> no, I meant like right now until potentially. Yeah, yeah. listen, okay. Okay. Adam, 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 the Tyranids you're, Codex you're isn't coming out for like us. another two years, okay? We, we got oh, some time. Fair. We're good. We're, fair. good. We're good. We're good. That's fair. All yeah, right, John. I'm, I'm talking now at this moment. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. true. That's true. They've, they've got more double moves than anybody else right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John P., how about you tell us uh, how well they've been doing? Wait, John P., oh, he's dead. He's frozen. Oh, he, he, oh, froze he's froze. he froze. F's, F's in oh, chat. F's in chat. Oh, no. Okay, oh, okay. No. Here it goes. So Tyranids since October or till October have had zero, zero top, top fours. fours. Woo! I don't. I don't know if that's true. That. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, they, no, they've gotten top four finishes. Yeah. Oh, his internet went out. At uh, least one. Yeah. At least yeah. one top Weather finish. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's had two, and oh, they're, both John. they're both been John. Hello. I've I've returned. <laughs> Rainstorms, uh, I guess, took out my internet for a little bit, but yeah, I'm back. Yeah, nice. Hey, how, how how did how how many wins do uh, Tyranids have in top four during this year? Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, with, right. uh, with, just kidding. With uh, one, oh. two, three, four, five, six since January. Hey. Hey, yeah. yeah, screw you guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Before all their good stuff. I'm just yeah. yeah before oh the good yeah, stuff, because they yeah. had the Dima run. They had the Dima run. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have yeah. run. They had about right. a month. Yeah, but it's coming back. It's fine. It's fine. All right, let's talk about the next uh, big boogeyman here. Um, let's talk about the orcs. The orcs. This is one of the later codexes, and then after this, we have Black Templars. Uh, but uh, we can, we can run through this one real quick. Um, let's talk about the orcs and uh, how they did on their book release. Um, who wants to take that one? How about Adam? Adam, you want to take orcs? 
Okay, so when Orcs came out, everybody hated them. The yeah. Orc players were like, well, sorry. A lot of the diehards were like, all right, bat down the hatches, we've got another three years of mediocrity. And then um, people realized, oh, sweet, merciful Jesus. <laughs> Freebooters is nuts. And yeah. here's the thing. So the reason people were up in arms about it and people were a bit wonky about it is because they, they operated really differently to other codexes. The structure of it was obviously... In a realm of its own. They functioned like a Drakari book. They, like you, It wanted you to take multiple detachments, but gave you no incentives for doing so. Apart from the fact that a lot of a lot of jank, a lot of the best bits and pieces were locked to different clan cultures, and mm-hmm. there wasn't good enough stratagems to want you to stick together in a single battalion. Mm-hmm. And so what people ended up doing was taking you know multiple bits and pieces here, there, and everywhere. And that's really what the lists are now. Like Mark Perry just came second in uh, New Orleans with a triple patrol detachment, like three patrols. You know, that sounds like Drakari, except he gets no CP back. <laughs> it did really well. Um, but um, what ended up coalescing out of that immediately as, uh, within the first couple of weeks was this list of essentially the Speed Freaks box set that G-Dub put out. Two of those and as many flies as you could own. It, most likely with two Dakajas, two Freebooters. And that became the most obnoxious thing to exist in the meta for the two months in which it was viable. Um, it would table anybody on any terrain in one turn if it went first or cripple them to such a state they could no longer they could no longer contest the field. It was toxic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I remember when, when we were at SoCal, I heard a lot of people just walk by my table and be like, yeah, I'm done. I got table turn two. I heard that like... A dozen times, I was like, "What yeah. the heck are they? What are they losing to?" I don't want to face that. It was orcs. It was free Buddhas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that this was also the spawn of like we had uh, sensationalist or sensationalism with Drakari and Admech, and then when orcs came out, it like just skyrocketed after uh, the results from SoCal, where um, what's his name beat Sean Naden, um, and it was like in broadcast like to everybody in twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was such bad PR for 40k because so many people were up in arms and just saying this game is broken, Alpha Strike is ridiculous, there's nothing saving this game yeah. anymore, there's codex creep and all that stuff. So well, much sensationalism after it, that. So a, a props to the gentleman, I think his name was Logan, I called that game. Yeah, Logan. And yeah, it, was, it was a hard one to call. Good for him, beat one of the best players of all time in, in like one turn, broke, literally yeah. broke him. Um, a, prop, a props to you, my man. It, no one can take that away from you. Um, but the headline, like read after that, is local RTT. You know, lo- local, I guess, tough guy. Forty k. Not saying anything about his attitude, but local tough beats possibly the goat in one turn. Um, you know, that's kind of the headline. And um, but yeah. what happened? The, the, the issue there was it was the straw that broke the camel's back. It really opened up the floodgates because G Dub had not balanced a damn thing apart, taking core away from Ballastari and stopping um, dark technomancers for eight, six, six, seven months. We had six or seven months of toxicity, and then we just got a third player added to that paradigm of three unbeatable factions. And then so everybody else was just like huge sigh. Is this the, the game is just going to die? It, it we we have like G Dub has like a month to fix this, otherwise nobody wants to play anymore. Yeah, yeah, and then they came out with the balance slate or the balance. They did w- 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 the the data whatever it's called the, yes. the balance yeah, sheet, yeah. right? Um, yeah. That thing was huge. It just it was such a good representation from GW to be like, we know that there are problems. 
here's a fix for everything, even though they buffed Jakari still by, you know, raising... <laughs> like, what? Um, they uh, did some nerfs to Admech. They buffed up uh, Imperial Knights, and then, you know, with the White Dwarf or Tyranids, they're just like, here, hold my beer. But, you know, like, there's just so much good stuff that came out of that data, that data slate. Love it. So good. So good. Um, John P., you have anything that you want to add on to that about orcs? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like uh, Adam said, straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, the planes thing was already a big problem with Admech. Uh, second army being able to spam and take advantage of that, just, you know, reinforce that. Uh, yeah, the planes <laughs> thing is definitely a good, good healthy change. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that the the buggy hit was a little bit rough. It's a little bit uh, uh, heavy-handed, but yeah. kind of knee-jerky at that point. Yeah. I just don't think there was a good solution at the time and mm. it needed something. But so there have been whispers in back rooms from people that I trust that say that these balance changes are not permanent and that at some point if they find a better fix or if they find that it's no longer needed, it may be lifted. Oh, that's, oh, good. that's cool. That's cool. Cool. Well, I could see that. Yeah. Because they they it wasn't an incremental shift. It wasn't like, oh, we'll put them up a little bit of points and now we'll put them up some, some more points and hit them a little bit on the rules. They just went, <laughs> sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> um, which... <laughs> It, which kind of needed to be. Mm. Yeah. Here's your game health. Bam. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John P. How about you tell us uh, how many finishes they got in the top four? Yeah. So since August, uh, they have finished top four 13 times. Wow. In one Between month. August and October. <laughs> yeah. So, that is insane. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's pretty that's good. A, that's two. That's like three or three a week. And that's, and that's, bef- and that's until October. So that was in the period of time like before they they kind of like unlocked the freebooter stuff like it took yeah. a few it took a, a couple of events before people started going oh oh i can i can just take these planes and <laughs> just just destroy everyone yeah this yeah. is amazing yeah. right well, yeah i think i think it's because it wasn't until socal where i had a lot of coverage right uh before that's true. then it was yeah, well there was, was the like a, london london gt which had a very similar thing happen but I yeah think that was at wasn't it? I'd, I'd make one that one. Yeah, yeah I'd make it was one. I'd make, yeah. So it was, a, it was funny because that was like a very similar situation where it, mm-hmm. the game lasted 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And it, so it it was missing the last piece. There was a lot of the same builds where it was all the rocket trucks and the scrap jets and it had the DACA jets, but it wasn't until it, the WAS bombs were widely adopted that the last yeah. piece of that list fell into place and it became truly like unbeatable turn one like it, it like it yeah. became absolutely bonkers yeah yeah the last bomb gives it the it gives other flyers right the five up invuln on top of yeah well it gives, it gives the, whole army, the whole army yeah. the five plus invuln and it gave them the anti-tank they needed to contend with other flyers yeah the teleporter and... booster blaster whatever it's called right <sighs> so yeah. many last cannon shots that's great yeah, talk exactly. about d3 yep. plus three damage yeah on a yep. on an orc plane yep. that already hits on fours <laughs> for some reason <laughs> you yeah for some reason <laughs> if it hit on fives it'd be fine but no it hits yeah. on fours and then goes to threes because it's freebooters and then yep. you're just like well i knew it was a problem this is congratulations that's the best space marine flyer in the game (laughs) (laughs) and ramshackle by the way just to top it off just to top it off minus one damage were we talking about the minus one damage you know i saw that list table uh one of our like lists that we were testing for like team canada like the three was bomb blasters and like dac jets in like 20 minutes this is before the, the any of the events happened i was like this is crazy i've never seen anything like this in my life we're just sitting there on tts like watching this unfold being like <laughs> it, how dude, is this dude, physically possible 
This amazing. felt that that list felt very similar to the Iron Hands Triple Repulsor list to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had the, yeah, yeah. You had the Triple yeah. Patrolser, and then you had the the couple of uh, of, um, of talents. What are they called? Mm-hmm. The little little planes. The sky, um, and yeah. Then, yeah, the Sky Talents, and then you had all the little bits and pieces around, like couple maybe a couple of Whirlwinds and stuff. It felt, and, yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah, it felt very similar yeah. because it's just like how many guns, how many units you got. Chances are, I've got as many guns as you have units, and yeah. it's just ugly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I remember that. That was not fun. All right, to wrap this all up, we have the last codex that has come out this year um, just because uh, Custodes and Gene Sewer Colts were pushed into next year. And uh, that's the Black Templars. And I, I have no idea how this has affected the game at all with Black Templars. I know that they got some uh, Crusaders. I know they got some cool new stuff, but... And an unkillable like captain or something, but that's pretty much captain, it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard yeah, anything they, about Black Templars. And how's us? Oh, they <laughs> really haven't shaken the meta up. They've just become the kind of default best. Like they I, 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 I even struggle to say that the default. They're best space. Marines. They're, they're yeah. space yeah. marines. Okay, they're a, yeah. a version of space marines. Like Hold every on. other space marine you see, it's just a space marine. It just makes things more efficient, <laughs> like having a five-up involved mini transhuman and a chaplain that's very hard to kill, which mm-hmm. was already the case. They just mm-hmm. kind of crank it up a notch. But yeah. if like Iron Hands are having a resurgence, if you want to talk about like space <laughs> marines having a resurgence, and Black Templars are just—they're there. They're good. They're fun. But they're just space brains. Yeah, <laughs> Demeki, you're you're like holding your hands up. What what do you want to yeah, say? Yeah, because they had the best meme of 2021. The little dude that was like cleaning the blade. <laughs> oh yeah, That's that guy. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hellbreak yeah. servitor oh. cleaner. <laughs> so I will say I I do think Black Templars are still coalescing. When that when that book came out, I trashed it. I I dunked on that book because it's one of my favorite factions. One of my and I was just like. They gave us like 20 pages, but took away the only two things that made us good. That being the push and the advance and charge. Um, and like, cool, Heilbrecht is now actually ridiculous for the points and whatever. Mm. Um, we got all this special spicy sauce, but I'm like, we don't have anything that actually makes us good at 9th edition now or lets us go toe-to-toe with the best armies. Um, yeah. But I think I was wrong. I, I think there is a very good build there, but it's not conventional to what we'd expect. So there's this big difference between um, an aggressive army and an, an army that that applies pressure. Now, uh, Black Templars have the amazing ability to get to the midfield almost like en masse in like in strength or quicker than just about anybody else because of the rerollable charge or the or the D3 plus three charge from um from Grimaldus and um and that's rerollable as well. Plus they have the uh, ability to devout push, plus they have the ability to if you're against psychers to have an extra three inches onto your onto your movement turn one. So they will get and post up on the midboard objectives faster than just about any other armies because their whole army will just pick up and go there turn one. Um, and I think that can become a powerhouse in its own right, but only because the speed of Drakari is kind of gone. If the if the if the army if the everything moves back to like super MSU high efficiency stuff, this won't work. It only works because you can go meat for meat with the big tough stuff because you're, you're space marines and you got that five plus involved permatranshuman, feel no pains, and all that other crap. So yeah. there is a build there, but it's still it's still forming and yet to become like an actual legitimate contender. 
Yeah, and I think that it was just like a huge blow to Black Templars because it's like what you said. The first thing that uh, popped out at you, right, is uh, mm. Devout Push and Emperor's Will like being yeah. gone and yeah. taken away. And that was like what made Black Templars really mm -hmm. kind of just like tick and be its own thing devout push was like so cool you had so much cool mechanics that you could do with it um and it played so well ninth edition and then to have it like kind of stripped away just kind of like blew people back a little bit it was like kind of why would you do that mm. um yeah. and i think that's what we're working with here when it comes to uh Black yeah Templars. i mean i understand why they took it away like at every turn gw has been taking away things that may cause feel bad moments for your opponent and like, I got to tell you, Devout Push was like a wet dream for for what you could, the amount of dumb crap you could get away with using it. You're just I like, know, right? I could do that. It was I could do that. Amazing. I could do that. Oh my was. God. Oh my God. This is so Impulsors. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Impulsors. 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 Dark. guard vets coming out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was nuts to conceptualize just what you but could do. Like, I still used it effectively to like go and contest objectives when you have no reason contesting an objective and things mm. like that. But mm -hmm. the, the whole army feel went from. I, it, something that I think people need to also realize is uh, Black Templars can do shooting really well and close combat really well. I think they're a very balanced army. They can do the Dreadnought builds and have like very durable Dreadnoughts without having to like rely on psychic support and things like that to get that reliability and like redemptive Dreadnoughts and whatnot. But at the same time, having the ability to get some really durable close combat units like Bladeguard Veterans um, that have access to some really cool janky stuff like ignore AP one and two and minus one damage on the sergeant and like stuff that just makes them stick around longer than your average Bladeguard veteran uh, without having to resort to something tough like you know dark angels right mm -hmm. so that in and of itself helps but then you have little rules like five up ignore like feel no pain against mortal wounds which is like a like a good thing to have in ninth edition anyway all in all they're not the best, but they've got some. They've got some play, and it's nice to see armies out there who are that are using them effectively. Yeah, and I think or like it's players nice that are using them effectively. Yeah, and it's like it's also nice that a codex comes out and it's not like completely broken on release, right? It's like yeah. a nice change of pace um, because this year was jam packed, as you guys can see from uh, this episode. How much good stuff came out this year? Lots of really, really good armies. Lots of really good good codices and all that good stuff but that is it for today uh we ran a little bit uh longer than we usually do just because there was so much stuff that we had to talk about for all of 2021 but that is everything that has or the, the, that's all the codices that came out uh during 2021 and uh yeah so let us know what you guys think is uh was like the highlight of the year, I guess, for 40K, um, in your opinion, which codices you guys enjoyed the most. And leave that in the comments of this video. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Scar, you want to plug yourself on where people can find you? Well, it is a plugged to be shocking, but you can find me on YouTube at Scardcast. Just check it out. Videos, battle reports, all that good stuff. And all the other social media links are right on there. So it's really yeah. easy. Awesome. And Adam, you're up. 
plug yourself. Oh, you can find me on just about any old thing. Firstly, on the Thursday show coming out on Thursdays at 9 p.m. You can find me there over on FTN every week, recording with the lovely Paul Murphy, legend of the community, Red Pal, and Tanya Gates. And you can also find me on the Art of War and Art of War Down Under. You can see me on content here, there, and everywhere on the Art of War40k.com, in addition to their YouTube channel and my personal podcast, The Art of War Down Under. And uh, we're coming out Tuesday mornings, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every week. We are predominantly a review podcast podcast but there are two parts of that one you can find the second part which is all your lovely list of questions and the deep dives over on patreon art of war down under or on 40k.com sorry the art of war 40k.com geez almost did it perfectly Damn. <laughs> awesome yeah. awesome john p plug yourself where can people find you oh yeah um oh i've never done one of these you can find me on <laughs> dice check youtube channel um dice check everywhere uh, my social media is going to be joe nathan p um twitter instagram and all that stuff cool 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 and Demeki, plug yourself uh yeah so you can find me uh i do have a youtube it, it's Demeki. there's not much on there but maybe next year i'll work on it uh i also have a twitch you can uh twitch.com forward slash Demeki. uh and then also you can find me on dice check and on chapter tactics cool and i am matt you can find me in the alleyway as long as uh you guys <laughs> pay the right amount of money um, if you guys go, go, if you go into the darkest alleyway, you could probably find, I'll be behind you. Anyways, that's it. Uh-huh. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you.